Hello, welcome to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, I'm joined by Tony Mafredonia. Uh, how are you today, Tony? Feeling fantastic. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. It's a Thursday, almost the weekend, so enjoying life. Um, so, I mean, in terms of generally where I start the interviews and questions for yourself is how you came to be working, writing soundtracks for video games and just generally your music in sure. mu- uh, journey in music in general, really. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, thanks for the question. So I got into video game music specifically. Um, my I went to school for music composition, and the first year I was in school for music composition, a friend of mine uh, was making a game with his brother. He was also a composer in the music school, and he was working on the music for his brother and was like, hey, do you want to help me with this? You know, Do some MIDI editing, do some basic arranging of some themes and things. And I was like, sure, that sounds cool. I mean, I always enjoyed video game soundtracks growing up. And um, one thing kind of led to another because I so I did some assistantship with him. And then uh, beyond that, I was like, OK, well, I really want to start doing this on my own. Keeping yeah. in mind, I, I didn't really know much about music technology. I was very much in the acoustic, like I'm composing for an orchestra on stage. Like yeah. I was very much in that world. Um, so then during college, during that time, while I was kind of assisting him, I took, took matters into my own hands outside of the school studies and, and kind of, you know, got a, got a digital audio workstation and, and learned about audio production and all that kind of stuff. This way, when I was done school, I was at least competent enough that I could find some paid work, uh, from the get go. But I'm, I'm, I very much have a background in just acoustic writing. So then that was a, it was a huge jump for me in college, but it was fun. Yeah, so I mean, prior to like going to college to do the uh, music side of things, was was it just you were musical growing up? Like, what um, is a specific instrument you played, or <laughs> yeah? So I oh gosh, so this story's wild uh, because it doesn't really match, doesn't quite match up. But anyway, that's that's how life works, right? Um, so I grew up in a pretty musical household. Uh, I always did musical theater. Um, I'm very much a vocalist, yeah. so I play I, I play piano as well. But my primary is is vocal uh, singing, and I originally thought I would be going to school for musical theater uh, of of actual, you know. And but then my girlfriend at the time in high school, she was like, "You should try writing your own songs," because I was covering music. I was very much in. I listened to a lot of game soundtracks, of course, but also a lot of Coldplay, a lot of Muse, a lot of alt rock, like Brit rock. Yeah. And um, I, I was always covering their music. I was never really like just writing my own. My girlfriend at the time was like, you should try writing your own song. I was like, sure. So I did, and I really fell in love with it. And I started making my own songs in a more singer-songwriter kind of alt rock style. And uh, my music teacher in school... <laughs> She was like, you should try going to school for music composition because you, you have a lot of like classical influence in your stuff. I was like, sure, what the heck, why not? <laughs> so I did that. Uh, and the first year, I was very naive to it all. I was like, wow, this is really eye-opening. Um, so, But I also, because of that, I also really had more motivation to do more of it. That it wasn't, it didn't scare me off. It was like, ooh, this is even cooler than I thought, so I'm going to keep doing it. Um, and then I transferred out from there and then did four more years uh, in a, at a different school. But either way, like it was it was sort of like I started kind of as a singer songwriter cover artist thinking I'd be going into musical theater, uh, then going to school for music composition and diving into the the classical music world and video game soundtrack world. And then just even a couple of years ago, I sort of returned to doing more of that singer songwriter stuff that got me into music to begin with, with yeah. kind of solo albums and all very cinematic, all very orchestral, if I'm if I'm being honest. Um, but I felt like I needed to kind of return home after like 10 years away from that. So, uh, yeah. It's quite the journey going almost full circle oh, back ridiculous. to where you started. <laughs> <laughs> it's been ridiculous, but it feels like a good balance now. Mostly game soundtracks and doing some solo stuff on the side. So, yeah, can't complain. Good. So, the um, you, when we were chatting, you mentioned the three sort of games, the two that are out and the one that's the demos out and coming soon. Sure. The stats, the Ambassador Fractured Timelines, was that the your first game soundtrack that you took on in in its entirety yourself so actually it was the 
third. Okay. Uh, and the first two are are kind of sad to share this, but and I won't mention their titles or the people just out of privacy. But the first two games I got hired to do straight out of school, um, finished both soundtracks. They were both for iOS. Neither one of them came out. Neither one of them okay. finished development. So I had a lot of music just sitting around. Like, and and they paid me to do it. I mean, I was grateful for that. And all of that good stuff, but the games themselves never saw the light of day. Um, music still on my hard drive somewhere. I probably don't want to listen to this because it's now seven years later. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's the kind of thing where I, um, it's the kind of thing where I I was grateful for those experiences because then it led to more skill, more learning, more you know networking, all that stuff. But the ambassador, yes, the ambassador fracture timelines was the first game that I worked on that hit hit shelves so to yeah. speak hit hit stores and stuff um and interestingly enough it's the one soundtrack that is like the complete i don't want to say the complete opposite but very different than like what i'm normally doing yeah <laughs> like and i quote i remember the developer he and i are are working on something now um but he reached out and he said hey i love your stuff but would you be open to doing tell celtic lo-fi orchestral hip-hop and i was like i mean <laughs> Sure, you know, with a question mark. <laughs> um, you know, if you write me a check for it, why not? You know, <laughs> so it was just kind of uh, it's I every time I listen to that, I'm like, man, I I don't I don't know how I I came up with that stuff because it's so different <laughs> than like anything that I do. I mean, I, I quite like the the pitch you had because like in my notes I've wrote down lo-fi medieval orchestra vibes yeah there we go okay so at least it, it came across oh okay. yeah yeah I mean it kind of like with with the game itself like it has that sort of fantasy medieval setting yeah but it's like very quick fast-paced and like low bit so it kind of, uh, yeah. it kind of works well with that because it's like you know if you had a full-on cinematic orchestral right. score with it it'd be like okay but the game's like pixel art so it's right. not gonna fit right. so i mean it's with with that was there like much in the way of how the soundtrack interacts with the game or is it just a case of you wrote like a loop and track and that's what plays throughout the stages as you go through it yep it was i would say most of my stuff so far for better or for worse depending on what's needed for future projects has been pretty much the standard. We've got loops in the background. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit of interaction, uh, very very minimal. Where as you progress through the overarching worlds, um, you know, let's say you 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 go through like five of the doorways. You know, yeah. when you get to the sixth one, there might be a new layer that comes in, or the tempo increases a little bit, kind of like Mario Kart style, where like suddenly the tempos, you're on you're on lap three, and you know it it it, it bumps up, but other than that, it was pretty standard. Yeah, pretty standard. Loops. Yeah, the anxiety inducing everything's going slightly quicker. And yeah, stuff's gonna happen. It's like, ah! right. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I will say was fun was that for the boss themes, um, I did incorporate a little bit of like. So let's say you're going through, you know, the tutorial, for example. Then you get to the tutorial boss. There's a little bit of that like level theme in the boss tune. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff or like throwing in the main theme like i always try to glue it together like it's like okay if i'm not going to be able to do a lot of dynamic interactive stuff i might as well kind of glue it together thematically uh and that's always fun for me i like doing that kind of stuff yeah so going from like singer songwriter things which is very much a single piece a to b start to finish right. and then having something like that you want to be looped was there like much thought that went into that or is it just kind of uh, if it's good enough and then people will want to hear it again and again yeah i mean and that's that's where sort of my i'm grateful for my classical uh you know kind of traditional training for composition because i would say the that world kind of writing music for the concert stage is really is very actually incredibly similar depending on the style of course but for this more kind of medieval orchestral stuff it it really translates very well you know so like you have let's just use i don't know a ran you know a random uh beethoven symphony okay there's like a there's an a section and a b section and maybe a c section and the theme and it modulates and all that kind of stuff it's not too different for writing game soundtracks right if i'm if i'm asked to make a four minute loop uh you know 
I'll probably key change in the middle, right? Yeah. So usually what will end up happening is, depending on where the creativity is going, is I'll get to, like, the end, and I'm like, well, now I'm in a completely different key, and I have to find my way back to the beginning. Um, so that's always, literally, I think that's always the the one challenge that I'm like, ah, like, this is just a completely unrelated key center. Like, <laughs> yeah. now I got to find my way back. So I have to create these crazy modulations to find my way back to, you know, minute zero. Um, but it's fun. I mean, that's so. That's also the the, the the crazy fun challenge of game scoring. You know, yes, it's you kind of have to learn things that you wouldn't have thought about when writing. You know, traditional music yes. as such. You've like how they react in a game or how they kind of come across in that sort of format. So it's every day's a school day, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And th- there's there's always the component too of. For me, because like you said, you know, having that singer-songwriter origin, then really diving into like the the concert music stage uh, and world, my I would say my biggest challenge when it comes to game scoring. Now it's going to be project to project dependent, but my biggest challenge is not doing too much. Yeah. Uh, like I have a very I, most of my stuff is very melodically, thematically, it's very big and in your face. Um, so something like the ambassador, like that was initially for me a really hard challenge because they wanted something, okay, melodic and thematic, but not so kind of in your face versus like Call of Saraknar, right? That soundtrack, because there's, it's very exploratory. There's, there's designated combat tracks and there's designated kind of walking around. There's no voiceover. I can kind of get away with just... Here's it's almost like here's a concert piece like almost here's like the main theme for Call of Saragnar it's just this massive romantic sounding experience and it's I can kind of get away with not feeling like I need to create more ambience right yeah um so there's always that push and pull for me and again again as a vocalist as a songwriter I'm always thinking music first and so I always have to kind of okay make sure I'm not doing too much <laughs> cuz that's my that's my pitfall so obviously you mentioned uh, Call of Saragnar. That's the game that the demo's out for now. And demo's out. Is yep. there a is there a a release date for it at the moment, or is it when it's done kind of release date? It's a it's a when it's done kind of release date. The demo the demo is a is a portion of the prologue yep. to the game, um, and it's it's been in development for a while. A lot of the a lot of like the backbone to it was in development for quite some time, and now it's really the content that's being made. Um, and it's going to be some time, as yeah. the the Steam page says. When Dina says so, so there's the innkeeper Dina. As, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Dina says so, it'll be out. Um, but there's a lot of music already done for that. Uh, some of which people can hear. You know, when the demo came out, I, I you know, just gave everybody 15 tracks to listen to just to have something out there but there's way more than those 15 tracks done uh, and much more to come but it's it's it might be some time yeah it might be some time <laughs> so that plays like a kind of old school pc rpg like morrowind daggerfall kind of thing yes so and it's it's like the 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 spiritual successor they're calling it to there's like an old game called betrayal at Crondor, which uses this this almost like Elder Scrolls, for example, is real-time combat, but uh, Betrayal of Crondor is this almost kind of turn-based grid-like system, um, and so there, it's it's the combat is a little bit of a, it's like there's designated battles, like you enter combat and you're in a combat territory, so to yeah. speak, and you're tact almost tactic-like. Um, it's it's interesting, but uh, yeah, Elder Scrolls vibes for yeah. sure for like just walking around and. So like the, it's and... it's like yeah the the towns themselves are like it's yes. like open world and then you go into a battle as such for the yes yeah that yeah. sounds cool like yeah. it's definitely I mean I didn't get a chance to play it but like watched a few a few videos and it's very much like that classic like, very old school yeah text very text old heavy school. but very in depth and stuff so it sounds it it sounds and looks exciting and. I mean, the music I've listened to it really fits it. It's very Thank grand you. and large in scale, which is which is what you want really from that. So and that's going to be. I mean, can people check up for progress? Is there a Twitter page for the game or the developer? Oh yeah, or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, Call of just at Call of Saraknar, so people can check that out. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's obviously, people, yeah. As I said, people can play the demo now while the prologue now, and the yes. game will come when it's ready. <laughs> yep 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned because I, I mean, there'll be, there will be there, and there are co- constant updates. I mean, the uh, Damian, the the creator, he's he's very good about keeping everyone in the loop. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. Sounds like quite an involved process as well. So like people, I'm sure the people that are expecting it are already quite invested in it and looking yes. forward to it. Um. So I mean, you kind of you kind of alluded to it with uh, growing up and like enjoying game soundtracks. I'm assuming like before you started working on on video games, you were a, a gamer, quote unquote, yourself before yes. that. I mean, what sort of what sort of games did you play growing up, and what if you still get chance to play now? What sort of things do you do you play at the moment? Yeah, so I I'm I grew up a big Nintendo guy, huge Nintendo guy. So, Legend of Zelda, Super Mario, yep. I mean, literally any of the main line, Banjo-Kazooie, I mean, any of the main, you know, NES through N64 and, and a lot of the GameCube era, mostly 100% Nintendo. Yep. Um, Legend of Zelda being one of the biggest, for sure. I mean, even now. I mean, even now, while I don't get to play everything, you, like, when when Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> comes out, I mean, yep. you know I'm playing that, right? <laughs> so, there's there's... I hold it close to my heart. Uh, but then, I would guess I was, I guess whenever it came out, 2004, uh, World of Warcraft stole my soul for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and that was also a huge influence for me, musically, artistically. I mean, I, I, I still find that, like, that is, if I'm doing you know, layout or logistic work or even sometimes programming work uh, in FMOD or something, if, I, if I'm just doing kind of back-end stuff, sometimes I'll just turn on the World of Warcraft soundtrack because there's there's so much of it. There's, like, like dozens of hours worth of, of music from that game uh, with all the expansions and stuff. So that, for me, uh, was a big influence. And then what I'm doing, you know, playing now, usually I try to find stuff that I can pick up and play. Yeah. Uh, like the latest Kirby game that, uh, the, the Forgotten Land, like I'm, I'm checking, I checked that out recently and I'm slowly making my way through it. I tried Elden Ring, but I was like, man, this is too hard. I love it. It's just, my life's hard enough. <laughs> like, I don't want to add more hard to it. Uh, so it's, it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's fantastic, really well designed, but I, I was like, this challenge is just, there's a certain challenge threshold for me now that I'm like I only have so many hours to play. So, um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I've I've not managed to pick up Elden Ring yet, but as I, <laughs> I my first experience in playing like Dark Souls series games was I played like the remastered one last year, and I finished like when I finished it, I was like, okay, I feel a massive sense of achievement, but also I don't want to get anywhere near one of those games for so long because it's like yeah, it's just there's that thing of doing the same section of a game like 10 15 times it's like i've spent an hour and i've not i've not progressed yes and it's like it's fine if like you know with the limited amount of time but if i'm spending it and not achieving anything it's like uh what have i done (laughs) (laughs) oh i know i think it was like the first boss like i guess his name was margit like the first like major story boss yeah i was like I like you said. Like I spent an hour one morning on one of my days off, and I was like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Uh, I mean, fantastic. I mean, it's just a fantastic game. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like if people love it, they love it, and I understand why. Um, but it's it's just not for me. But I like the big. I like the big adventure stuff. I'm a big adventure. Uh, I mean, Elder Scrolls. Any anything that is large and adventurous. Legend of Zelda. Um, you know, Morrowind. Of course, was a huge. Uh, played yeah. that over and over and over again. So yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, the Elder Scrolls games kind of set that benchmark for yes, a, a epic adventure basically, and you know, massive game worlds, and just say so much there. And it's still some of the other RPGs and stuff are still catching up with that that they set. So right, and then then we're going to get another one in the future, and that's going to be even more time gone. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the other other game you worked on, uh, Karen's Crypt, even Death May Die. That's, um, I mean, what I've put down on my notes and going back to what you said about the games you grew up playing. I've got eight, eight, eight and sixteen bit RPG inspired sort of Zelda top down, yes, dungeon like dungeon screens and stuff. So I mean, how how did that come about? Like, how did you get brought onto that project? Oh man. Yeah, that okay. So this story is one of those stories where people say, well. A lot of times, people will say that finding work as a game composer, 
especially initially is really oftentimes about being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I mean, and there's, 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 it's, it's that, that preparedness and, you know, being, being present is kind of like luck, right? It's just being out there showing your stuff. This was one of those, this is one of those experiences. So they were kickstarting their, there was another game they, the developers were working on called Necrocosmos and it was on Kickstarter. This was like back in 2017. Yeah. Um, and their placeholder music was 8-bit versions of JS Bach, right? The the JS Bach was these 8-bit chiptune versions of that. That was the placeholder music in the, in the game's demo. And I literally just messaged them. I saw this on Kickstarter. I messaged them and I just said, I just want to let you know, I am a big Bach fan. Uh, I just really love what you're doing here. I didn't say much else than that. I just said, thank you for, for doing this. This is cool. Yeah. They must have went to my stuff, heard my more classical sounding stuff, and they said, oh, you know, uh, we'd love to work with you. And I was like, uh, okay. So it was one of those just kind of, I just thanked them for using Bach as placeholder music. And then, you know, moments later, after they said, hey, we're going to actually work on Karen's Crypt instead, I was like, okay. Uh, they brought me on. And that was that was such a treat because it was, they, they, they wanted this hybrid blend of like 8-bit, 16-bit, but then also a little bit of modern realistic stuff. So as the game progresses, it, it kind of starts real retro, almost Super Nintendo style, um, blended with chiptunes in there. And then as you progress, more and more kind of realistic instruments kind of come into play yeah. to the point where I don't want to spoil anything, but if you, you know, even if you listen to the soundtrack, you get to like the boss battle and there's like a real choir. I mean, there's all this, I mean, it gets, it, it kind of grows. So that was really cool for me to play with. Um, it was challenging. Uh, it was very challenging to kind of find that balance, but um, really rewarding. I mean, they've become such great friends. They, they're, they're based in Spain and I want to meet them in person one day, but um, yeah, they're awesome. Great and it's a great, it's a fantastic. I don't even say that as the composer. Like yeah. it's fun to play. Like it's a great game. Um, so very Zelda, very very Zelda like. Yeah, I mean the brief bit I've played and say the videos I've watched, it's definitely. I mean, I get confused between Link's Awakening and, and the a Link to the Past, but I mean they're both very similar in terms of gameplay anyway. Right. But yeah, that sort of like it's just the fact when you're on on a screen in a dungeon and then you go to the next one it. Does that yes. scrolling figures that oh, that's that's like memories right there? Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the 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 best part about well, I don't want to say the best part, but the the the, the core component is that it's pretty much just one giant dungeon, right? There's more. It's a, it's just multi floored, so it's kind of it's very. There's no towns. Yeah. There's merchants and stuff, but as you progress, you're just going from floor to floor to floor, and it's um. You know, a kind of even Metroid in, in a way where you you have to kind of backtrack at times and and unlock certain doors there, and so it's it really well designed. Uh, I mean, as I mean, I played through it as I was working on it just to play test things, and um, I was like, man, this is this is really good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, sometimes sometimes it's like, okay, I'm just there to make the music, but I was like, man, I I mean, this is just fun to play. You know, I mean, I guess that it's like rewarding because when when you probably come onto onto production, you don't really know what you can obviously be told and see gameplay footage, but you don't know what the end result of the game overall is. So to be on a project, yeah. it's like, oh, actually, I really like the game itself. I really like playing that. That must feel like quite rewarding to be part of that process as well. Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate and privileged to say that most of the stuff that I've worked on have been games that I would also really like playing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think really the only times that I haven't fully played through a game that I've worked on is mostly just because of time, right? It's mostly just, okay, well, I just really need to crank the music out and move on to the next thing, and I, I don't have enough time to do all the secrets and do all the things. But um, I've been very fortunate that even now I'm working on a game called Evercraft Online, and it's uh, a very it's an indie uh, MMORPG, kind of like a spiritual successor to EverQuest. Yeah. Um, but it's graphically kind of voxel like Minecraft, but it's very fantasy, very like old school MMORPG mechanics. Um, and they even want the music to sound like it's 1999 Roland's kind of MIDI-ish. And I've got to say, it's like, you know, I don't have the time to, to really dive into MMOs as much these days. But if I like this is the this would be like the my dream. If, if I looked at 12 year old me, I'd be like, this would be my dream <laughs> project right here, you know, because it's it's. It's amazing 
it's I'm just I'm just fortunate. I'm fortunate to have that that uh, those opportunities to uh, and grateful, so grateful to work on the things that I would also really enjoy playing. Yeah, and I mean, like, is in terms of that, is there any sort of beta out at the minute, or is it still in development with with that game? Evercraft is very much in like the alpha stages so they're like it's still very much in development they're they're doing periodic so if you join um if you go to evercraftonline.com you can join the discord where literally like random weekends they'll be like hey we're doing a new alpha like come on in you know create a level one and just do some testing for us and uh it's a they've really established a very cool community um and of course everyone's also playing like everquest and all sorts of stuff so every i mean everyone's kind of talking hey i'll see you on everquest and then (laughs) oh let's play evercraft this you know so it's um it's a real they've 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 really built a nice community on the yeah. discord hey that's kind of one of the things that stops me get like one in, other than the time drain like mmorpgs is like uh is it going to be full of horrible people when i first start yeah. especially like really established <laughs> ones it's like am i going to come on this level one character and just get laughed at by these people that have spent hundreds of hours playing it and it's like yeah oh. but yeah that sounds cool i mean yeah, definitely the uh, like late nineties, early noughties, like growing up and just like when when MMORPGs kind of became a thing because they weren't. You yeah. used to have like you know online browser based, text based RPGs and stuff. And when you first started being able to play a game with people like that and chat to them and stuff, it's like oh my god, this is this is the future. And like right, it sounds, oh, I know. it sounds so cool. And uh, and now it's like ah. Oh, you actually get to do one so oh i know dream, it's, dream it's, imagine. I mean, very very grateful for that um and they're killing it i mean they have it's a huge it's a well i don't say huge but it's a it's a larger team of developers um and it's they're making gosh it's fast progress i mean they're 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 plowing through stuff um and so my job these days has been creating all like the so there's all these different races in the game you know dark elves and high elves and ogres and stuff so my job literally since i've signed on last year it's been i've been on there about a year now um has been getting like the race themes yeah right so the high elf theme and the dark elf theme and uh, and that's been fun like the halflings and the gnomes and the dwarves so i really get to like yeah, you know, it's been so much fun, and the ogres just like slamming on the percussion and getting the trombones coming <laughs> up and stuff. I mean, it's been a blast. Um, my job now, over the next, at the time of recording this, is, is actually doing more environmental, like ambient exploration stuff. But um, which is a nice break for me. It's a nice break because now it's like, okay, all the themes have been kind of like cranked out. Let me like get some nice serene music going on. Um, yeah, it's fun. I I love that project. It's so much fun to work on. That sounds good. I mean, with it being an MMO RPG, like. It's going to be expansions and stuff in the future when it gets oh, to the stage. It's just like so continuous things, work yeah. and uh, like that's is you can get like thematically into oh this one's like a, a winter themed one so it's got that sort yeah. of sound set and stuff. I mean, in terms of like your creative process and like your setup, is it where when you come to write a piece, is it you start on the piano and then go from there, or do you just like start the computer and then what sort of like software do you use? Is it mainly sample based at the minute so yeah uh great question is because i this this stuff is always a treat to even hear how other people do it so i am very much like i'm either driving walking around or if i'm just like okay i need to sit down and write something it's a blend of ideas coming at the piano and a blend of ideas just like i'm humming a tune yeah right it kind of depends on what the goal is for the track so if, it, if i know it needs to be melodically driven it's almost always the idea comes from my voice uh if it's something that needs to be more rhythmic like a battle tune you know i will just kind of chunk around on the, the keyboard and see what kind of feels right um then i do all my notation uh like i i'm again i'm old school in like my training that I like having things notated and orchestrated as sheet music first before I, I produce it. Yeah. Um, it's just how my brain operates. So I'll do that on Sibelius, Avid Sibelius. And um, from there, I'll take that MIDI data and the, the PDF or whatever and play in the parts or just, you know, punch in the parts and do the expression. And I, I would say nine times out of 10 these days, it is sample based, but I will call up a friend uh, for like solo violin um, or if budget allows in the project, uh, like there's a project I'm working on, I can't I can't say much about it, but there's a project I'm working on 
uh, where I'm getting like the string, like some live strings and the live orchestra recorded uh, in Macedonia. So it's if if the budget allows per project, I will definitely bring on live performers. Yeah, you know. But again, something like Evercraft Online or Caron Script. Um, or another game called Wizardum, where they're they're specifically requesting retro-sounding samples. Obviously, you know, then it's just synths and it's samples. Um, so the more realistic the the the, the, ult- the end result, the more I can kind of bring on live performers. Yeah, and I mean, I'm guessing with the um, sort of like the retro-inspired ones, that's just plugins. You don't have any like synths yes. or hardware or anything like that. No, I am not a hardware guy. Uh, much too, much too many people, much of my friends dismay. I am not a hard. Everything is in the box. Everything is plug-in um, software. I that's me. My room is very simple. I've got two speakers, headphones, a MIDI keyboard, and a weighted keyboard, and that's it. <laughs> like nothing else. Uh, the minimal life. The minimal life, exactly. <laughs> so. Obviously, you mentioned like uh, game soundtracks themselves, and you mentioned a bit about like Coldplay and muse music-wise. Yes. What's um, what sort of like were your musical influences growing up, and then also like sort of bands, artists that made you want to get into music it, it, itself? Yes, great question. So Coldplay is like, man, the, I'm like their number one fan, but they don't know it. I, and, I, and I'm not exaggerating. Like it's, it's even my wife makes fun of me, Maria. She makes fun of me all the time. She's like, you just, you're like way too obsessed with that band. I'm like, I know it's, <laughs> but the reason being is because they really got me into music. And I, and I mean that truly, like it was their music, their first album parachutes where I was like, wow, like this, this is great. Um, and it was a performance at, the 2003 Grammys, they played a song from their second record, A Rush of Blood to the Head, uh, the song Politic. They played it with a string orchestra. And I was like, you know, because at this point I was I was loving like Final Fantasy music and yeah. the big orchestral sound. So when I saw my favorite band play with like an orchestral sound, I was like that. I was like that right there. I want to do more of that. I want to hear more of that. Um, and of course, Final Fantasy is a, is a perfect example. You have almost this rock sound, but <laughs> these massive orchestral... So Final Fantasy was also a huge influence for me. Um, this kind of just symphonic sound, but sometimes, you know, almost rock orchestra. Uh, so for me, that was always such a, a treat. So I would say Coldplay, really, when it comes down to it, was like the one group, one artist that really funneled me into just making music, period. Yeah. Of course, then there's all the other influences along the way. But if you want one, they're, they're the one. You can have as many as you want. I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and and so Noble. I mean, then if you if you start going into like game audio and 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 composers and stuff, um, Nobo Yumansu for sure. Yeah. Uh, Koji Kondo, uh, Junishikawa from from Kirby, like Nintendo, and and then of course then you you go into like the World of Warcraft composers like um, uh, Jake Lefkowitz. He's more recent, but his stuff and the recent soundtracks are fantastic uh, from Shadowlands expansion and. Um, uh, David Arkenstone. So there's just, I mean, there's so many. I could list a bunch. Um, but it's 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 almost always there's almost there's always this continuity of some type of orchestral influence, whether it's like a MIDI orchestra or like a real orchestra, even like Grant Kirkhope, Banjo Kazooie. There's yeah. like the nice bassoon lines. Like there's always some type of orchestral influence behind everything that has inspired me. I mean, the uh, that era of games like by rare like the snes and n64 era with like oh. david wise they're just how i mean n64 maybe not as much because of obviously the processing power but some of the soundtracks that were made on the snes with like such a limited soundtrack, like the donkey kong country ones and stuff how they made like a full sort of orchestrated oh it blows my mind yeah it's just so impressive and just no words for how and you know i still listen to them every so often and just like these are just standout pieces of music not even like the limitations they're just great bits of music even oh yeah regardless of how they were made so it, it yeah. like in terms of what you listen to like on a day-to-day basis it's still kind of the same thing i mean you mentioned when you work in world of warcraft soundtrack and that sort of thing but is it still sort of like those same influences you listen to where you just want to listen to music to enjoy listening to music yes 
exactly literally no different uh if i just want to listen to music like i'm not going to be putting in um you know the soundtrack to star trek right i'll be doing that if i want to if i want to like learn how to orchestrate better from jerry goldsmith's orchestrations but if i'm just driving in the car yeah i in fact i recently got into woodkid and i think he did a tune for um uh the league of legends show Okay. So there's a League of Legends TV series that Woodkid, I, I would I would guarantee almost anyone in the video game music sphere would love his music. He calls himself a singer-songwriter, but I'm like, man, you've got a whole symphony behind you. <laughs> so I'm like, this is cool. So yeah. Woodkid, I've recently gotten to, into his stuff, and I think they've even used his music for like Assassin's Creed trailers. Um very very cool so he's been like honestly every time i go in the car now i'm just like i want to like listen to his albums over and over and over because they're so good so kind of like moving on from from influences and stuff is there a soundtrack game film tv or otherwise that you would have liked to like bit of fly on the wall while they were making it to kind of see like basically the processes how they came up with the ideas and stuff like that big time uh so for sure like this is going to be such a cliche answer, but like Star Wars, any of the Star Wars films, I would have loved to sit in and just watch the studio record the orchestra. Um, I mean, I am not a huge film buff. I am not a huge film buff at all. I mean, I like plenty of film soundtracks, but I will say that the Star Wars music, essentially anything by John Williams, but Star Wars especially, has always greatly been an inspiration for me just because of what he does musically and with the orchestra so the creation of those soundtracks especially like i know the mood the movie's kind of controversial and that it's not the greatest but the phantom menace so episode one i mean i grew up with it so of course i'm i'm more you know it's nostalgic factor as well but that music is is phenomenal like the duel of the fates like man that thing is just so good and i would have loved to sit in that studio with the orchestra as they recorded that because that i would just have learned so much i think yeah i mean star trek is like a star trek oh my brain's gone star wars it's because i've been playing a I mean, star trek game and it's stuck in my head now um i'll cut yeah. this bit out so i don't get like murdered by the nerd community <laughs> uh, but yeah like the the range as well like in in the films like obviously there's yes. a big sort of symphonic massive things but then you know, you've got the fun ones and there's just such like a variety of ways he kind of did it. And obviously you go through all, there's all the different worlds, planets, all the different races and stuff like that. And it also kind of like, whereas it can be very different, it all fits together really right. well. It like, it, yeah, it's just like a very well thought out aside to the rest of that greater universe as such without making too much pretentious nonsense that i just said but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely absolutely uh and i mean i would even say like sitting in and watching uh nobo you uh nobo come up with like one way angel yes like that kind of stuff because again you mentioned the technological limitations of stuff from that you know the snes time period um and how they crafted these amazing pieces of music in these games using that using that technology like it's the kind of thing where if i was working at that time period i don't know if i even would have done it because it's so much more accessible now to like just okay well you write the music and you put it in a DAW and you produce it and you send away file but back like when you're making music for the nes and or, or even like the snes it's all kind of hard it's like in the yeah. hardware yeah. <laughs> so it's like oh boy like how do you how do you make sure it's going to work so for for me that just blows my mind like i would have loved to sit there and see how the Kirby Superstar music was just even made. Yeah, definitely. Like it's always intrigued me. I know you can buy the um sort of people have made like cartridges that have got the audio out and stuff so you can yeah. actually like use your NES or SNES if you have one as like get the sounds and kind of use them as like a MIDI instrument and stuff like that. And it's like yeah. even if I did that it'd be great fun but it's like i don't think i'd make anything worthwhile that anyone would want to listen to and then it's like 
but people have like not only made stuff that's good enough to be in a game of that type it's like they've made things that's like especially if you look at like you know mario and Zelda and stuff those those theme tunes yeah they've been modernized but it's still fundamentally the same like melody yeah. and stuff as that so it's just how good of a, a songwriters you know these right yeah they were to write those melodies and stuff like that it's just yeah blows my mind <laughs> right oh yeah and i mean and that's a whole topic in itself honestly for another time or another conversation is just the idea of if the music is strong right you like you said the super mario theme the actual theme the notes that make just the melody is so good that then you can translate that into a full orchestra i mean that for me has always impressed me about like the early game soundtracks they they had to rely on good music as literally like the notes on the page first before anything yeah right because if you got the technical limitations you might as well make the subject material that much better right before you even start working with the hardware so for me it's it's, it's just such an inspiration to think about all those old the, i don't want to say old but the composers from that time yeah hey that's the other thing as well like limitations is like oh you can only have like three notes playing at any one time yeah right so it's exactly like, it's like <laughs> yeah. okay well that's that's ruled out by you know, idea of a, a 28 piece orchestra or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, going to uh, some quick fire questions. So, just sure. Just generally, the first thing that springs to mind when you uh, when you hear them. So, uh, your your favorite video game of all time. And this is a new contender. Oh, uh, and it has stayed there. Outer Wilds. Oh, okay. Outer Wilds, not the Outer Worlds or whatever that was, but Outer Wilds blew my mind to the point where like i haven't this is back in 2000 whenever i played it whenever it came out i have not found a game that has like made me so satisfied to play it as that i was like that set the bar so high um it's amazing it's (laughs) life-changing see i've not played it yet and i was like there was so long that i didn't realize outer wilds and outer world were two separate games oh it's like Yes, uh, they're so because I think they kind of came out very similar times as well. It was like, uh yeah, they, it was roughly the same time. And yeah, I was kind of like, I think Outer World was a bigger production money wise. Yes. I think so. Like that kind of got most attention. People, like, oh, it's not very good. The Switch port isn't very good. So, oh, okay, I'm not gonna not gonna play that. And then kind of grouped them together. And then yeah, re- recently, well, very recently, obviously just been told it's amazing. But like, yeah, it's piqued my com- conscious and i want to want to give it a good go because yeah so many people have said it's just outrageously amazing yes it's i and I, the, the thing about that game is you can't talk about it without spoiling a thing yeah <laughs> so it's like you just got to get in there you just got to give it a go definitely yeah it's it's on the list the massive massive list <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> So, I mean, I feel, feel you may have answered this one already, but your uh, favorite musical artist. So, def- so define artist, like composer, does it... Composer, band... Um... Okay, then yes, I already defined that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favorite band, Coldplay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and for anyone listening who are like, oh my gosh, why why in the world did this game soundtrack guy like Coldplay? For anyone who... Just just give the, their song Coloratura. It's a, it's a very recent song, but it's a 10-minute epic orchestral rock masterpiece highly recommended uh it's literally my favorite song of all time if i'm being honest uh it's amazing i do find like one one thing weird is like if if you put like all the sort of british bands that came out that sort of time as coldplay that would be kind of classified as like alternate rock indie rock yeah and then you look at the ones that actually want are still big now like so obviously coldplay and muse are kind of the two but the when that first album came out it's like oh people like these would get worldwide success it's like okay right and then if like there's some of the stuff they're making now like there's some stuff that borders on dance music and it's just yeah yeah, it's it's so weird thinking like how they progressed but yeah it's yeah wouldn't have thought like because i think i i i think for for me what 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 hit the nail on the head for like okay these are my biggest inspiration of all time was actually their previous album everyday life which came out in 2019 that had such a mix it was it was like this mishmash of every single style and i was like that i respect that you know they had like choral to gospel to like experimental to rock to i mean all sorts of stuff that i was like i was blown away i was like if these artists can come up with so many different styles and make it work i was like 
that is essentially what game composers are often asked to do you yeah. know like okay so you're gonna make an orchestral soundtrack there and then we're gonna ask you to do something like that's a little bit more hip-hop there and then <laughs> so for me that was very inspirational i was like that that to me when people can do variety really well that to me is like they've got something going yeah. on they have they have something that that i want to do like they're doing you know definitely i mean yeah it's i think game soundtracks is probably one of the the areas you can just even in a single soundtrack like have such a wide range of songs oh, yeah. ba- like so the songs and styles just based upon the the game and things like that so definitely that that fits well with the inspiration for that um yeah so yeah moving on with the the questions what's your in terms of game soundtracks your your favorite game soundtrack of of all time favorite game soundtrack of all time is uh and like as much as i hold zelda and stuff close to my heart uh my favorite game soundtrack of all time is uh world of warcraft like the first the base game the first expansion and this and the second expansion those through the first three like basically from 2004 through what 2009 yeah that music is just phenomenal now not that not that the recent ones aren't i mean actually there are some really incredible ones from the most recent expansion uh but for me and maybe it's nostalgia talking i find that those first three are just so strong and like this sounds like warcraft you know if you've played warcraft 2 or warcraft 3 those first three are like this is warcraft right here yeah uh and they're just so good i mean the menu the menu like music that is always like these 10 minute medleys of the stuff from the game oh my gosh i could listen to those endlessly they're so good <laughs> just don't even need to play it just leave the menu up. no just yeah right <laughs> <laughs> And then in a similar vein, again, you may have answered this before uh, already, but your favorite film or TV soundtrack? Yeah, uh, I would say actually Star Wars Episode Three. Okay. Because um, I think there's a, such a healthy blend of... And I tend to gravitate toward like darker stuff anyway, like yeah. moody or darker kind of music anyway. So Star Wars Episode Three, I felt, had such a great such dark and powerful undertones. I mean, if you think about the whole idea of like Obi-Wan and Anakin, yeah. like, you know, teacher and, and student kind of facing off, it was just a very powerful musical experience for me. Um, yeah. Star Wars episode three. Okay. And finally, from the quick five questions, your favorite singular song track from a game soundtrack. Oh, wow. Uh, so I, <laughs> I have a hard time coming up with this one, but um, I'm just going to trust my gut. First five seconds that come to mind. Uh, is saying Eyes on Me from Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. So, like, a single song, if we're thinking more traditional song in, by definition, Eyes on Me with Melodies of Life from Final Fantasy IX as a close second. Yeah, nice. Uh, but, I, again, I, I I look at Nobuo Uematsu as such an inspiration because he has such a symphonic sound, but he also crafts these beautiful, beautiful just songs, right? Like, r- radio-friendly songs, if you want to call them that. Um, and, yeah amazing amazing song i like i still remember the first time i played final fantasy 8 and got to the bit where this is well could we, we could spoil it but basically where he meets the character that does the song eyes on me in the game yeah and it was just like oh this is this is uh this is quite pierced my heart yeah it's just like i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't expecting this like there's very emotional there has been very emotional music in final fantasy but it's always kind of been very uh instrumental and that's like oh no it's a very very love ballad very yeah it's just like oh oh this is no i wasn't expecting this i wasn't ready for this <laughs> yeah yeah oh i know it's it's beautiful uh i would i would obviously it was written uh for like a female voice but i was i was always singing that song yeah. like my brother be, my brother be playing i'm like oh man i want to sing this song <laughs> you know my sister was singing it too she was she was into it too but it was i mean such a melodies of life too i mean they could be tied for me honestly yeah. they're so good i mean i finally got um the subject of final fantasy 9 i finally got the final soundtrack from square enix the other day that i've been waiting on for ages yeah. so it's like oh that's melodies of life on repeat on that so it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh and distant worlds you know like like the big orchestral yeah. concert recreations oh, i want to see one live so bad because they did like the opera thing from like final fantasy 6 yeah and i was like 
when I first played Final Fantasy VI, I never thought I'd hear this like by actual vocalists. You know, I think that's uh, so cool. The ones like with with uh, it's all really <laughs> impressive, but the ones, especially the ones that were like the SNES, NES, Final Fantasy games, where they've now got yeah. it for full orchestra. It's just like, oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So I would say, I mean, you know, long story short, experiences like that, or even see hearing the Legend of Zelda music live, like going to see Symphony of the Goddesses and hearing like Gerudo Valley. Yeah. I was like, those experiences for me were like, this is why I want to keep doing this, right? I want to bring that to other people. Yeah. I want to bring this like magical experience to other people. Um, Cause it's just so powerful. It's so powerful to see all so many musicians come together and bring these themes. We know so close to our heart, like to life. It's just so wild. I mean, I'm definitely appreciating the. <clears throat> it's obviously slowed down the last two years because of pandemic and stuff, but much right. more live performances of, uh, of game music. I mean, I, as much as like, obviously the orchestral stuff's amazing. I would like to see like smaller scale stuff as well. Like, you know, people oh, yeah. that have done like a, a post rock band cover. I mean, that was my idea. So if someone yeah. steals it after hearing this, then that's my own fault for never doing it. But like, yeah, just, just like <laughs> being, being able to experience like video game music played live and have that sort of thing so it's like yeah it's it's definitely underappreciated in sort of like a performance level of how technical some things are to actually play and i think you can you can appreciate that a lot more when you see people doing it in front of you right well there was the there was a pax east i think the last one i saw was pax east 2020 uh literally moments before the world shut down where darren korb yes uh you know did a bunch of music uh, and Austin Winery was conducting. I mean, it was really cool to see. And his stuff, his stuff, I should have mentioned his name earlier in the podcast. His stuff is very inspirational to me because he brings this songwriter, singer, songwriter style directly, literally directly into these games. Um, and that, for me, I'm like, man, he's living the dream. Because uh, And his, his, his stuff is so good. I mean, it could just be, it could literally be on the radio. Like, you wouldn't yeah. even know it's from a game. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, both Darren Corb and Austin Winery are just... Oh, both of them, Outstanding. yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's tracks from the uh, the Hades soundtrack that are just they're in a game, but they are just oh, they're stunning songwriter music, and it's just like this is amazing. Like the oh, I can never remember the my my Greek mythology is Eurydice, the ones that she sings in it. I think I might have got the wrong. I'm also in. I'm also really bad with <laughs> Greek mythology. I get all the names confused. Forgive me. I, I, I but the, we the can one, cut this bit out. Yeah, the one I the one that you go to and she sings like in one of the little rooms you get to, and yeah, but like the sort of ballad she does and stuff is just like ah, oh, they're so good. They're yeah, especially where it breaks up the very like heavy rock bits and you've got like yes. these really nice peaceful bits put in i mean amazing game as well that's one that yes. where we we're saying earlier oh i don't have that much time to put into games anymore and then i spent like 60 hours playing that earlier in the year and yeah. it's just <laughs> just i mean i'd say poor life decisions but it definitely wasn't they were all enjoyed so <laughs> yes yes enjoyment is important it, it doesn't is. matter where it comes from sometimes <laughs> exactly <laughs> So we've talked about the uh, your history and present. It's like, uh, in terms of work you've got coming up in the future, obviously you've mentioned Call of Sarangar, Sarangar and um, Evercraft. Is there anything else that you're working on at the moment that you are allowed to talk about? Yes. So uh, in addition to Call of Sarangar and Evercraft Online, which I'll probably be talking about those for some time, they're, yeah. they're both large, uh, with Zordom, is another one. Uh, it's kind of like Hexen, or if you could equate it to like Doom, like the old school Doom or Hexen, yeah. where it's first person, but with the pixel characters. Um, that is um, uh, in development right now. I'm working on the soundtrack to that, which also uses that kind of old school MIDI sound. Um, there's another one by... There's another one by um, the developer who made... The Ambassador. Yep. Uh, I can't say the title of it, but there's. I can share that I am working with him on something new. And then one more. Uh, well, actually, two more. One I can't talk about, and and another one called um, Sunday Sailing. Sunday Sailing, you're a moose, and you're delivering ice cream on the islands of Norway uh, in a boat, and you're sailing around delivering ice cream. It's amazing, and it's by the developers uh, Snooty, S-N-U-I-S-N-U-T-I. Yep. Search them up on, on Twitter. Um, 
And that one's also, that one's so light and buoyant, and it's a nice change of pace for me, because everything else is, like, big, dark, and medieval. I was yeah. like, I get to make ice cream music, you know? I was um, going to say, so- yeah, that is, I, I mean, that's one thing that I love about the gaming industry, is just people kind of have a ridiculous idea, and then they go and do it. Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I want to play a game as a moose delivering ice cream in Norway, and it's like, well, I've just made it, so, yeah, do it. <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> Is there a release date for that? Because I now really, really need to play that. There's no release date, but there is. You can go check out their their first teaser trailer. Yeah. Uh, no release date yet, but um, it's it's. I don't think it's going to be too. I can't say how long specifically, but it probably won't be too long from now. So. Excellent. I mean, that that's that's definitely a bit of me. That is. <laughs> I mean, it, they're from Norway. I mean, they're amazing. They're a couple, uh, and they're great, and it's – I've known them. There was, that was also another one of those stories where it's like, well, I've just known them for so long yeah. that eventually it was like, okay, finally, like, I have something you can work on. So it's it's been I've – been, I've been admiring their stuff for, for many years, and, and recently they were like, okay, well, let's bring you on, you know, for our next project. So I was like, okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's very – I guess what would they say these days? The, a wholesome game. Yeah. I think that's like a thing. Wholesome game. I think this would be considered a wholesome game. I mean, um, there's, yeah, so... <laughs> there's wholesome games, and then you have like the 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 chilled kind of game genre where yeah. it's like ah, oh, yeah, yeah, peaceful and stuff. But yeah, it sounds yes, it sounds like that. I don't want to play anything too challenging. I just right. want to stare at something really cute and silly and fun and enjoy it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Excellent. Um, but I have to make sailing the high seas as adventurous as I can. Oh with yeah. My music. <laughs> as long I mean, as if it's... you're delivering ice cream on the high seas, you gotta you gotta get you gotta get big. You yeah. gotta go bold. So you're gonna do a, a sea shanty style one, oh, but I... like but like you know, you, I mean, I I don't know if this is gonna be a really British reference. Do you have ice cream trucks in America, and do they have that really annoying yes. like yeah? A sea shanty played by one of them. That's that's the pitch for that. <laughs> there we go. Although, fun fact, I do, there is a very Norway-specific ice cream jingle oh, okay. for the ice cream truck that I am adapting into, like, the main theme of the game. So I'm already kind of in... I mean, sometimes I feel like if my mom asks me, what are you working on today? Oh, so I'm taking some ice cream truck music and putting it into a video game uh, with an orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm doing today, Mom, you know? Uh, so it's crazy, but it's fun. They should. They should do. I mean, if they do a release party for that, it's just so much ice cream. That'd be amazing. Oh, I know. It could be sponsored by the Norway Ice Cream Companies. Is what <laughs> is what we'll try to do. Ah, <laughs> uh, that sounds amazing. And um, in terms of, like the best place to keep up with yourself and your work, is that your Twitter and websites? Yes, yeah. I am on all the socials. I keep thing under one roof. Um, it's uh, ManfredoniaMusic.com. And Tony Manfredonia on Instagram, Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, but Facebook is not my strong place. If you really want to get in touch with me, uh, Twitter, Instagram is like the best go-to. Yeah. And or and or website or email. Yeah. That that's also fine. Excellent. I mean, that's kind of wrapped up the questions um I've got for you, Tony. I mean, I don't know if there's anything you want to add or anything you want to talk about at all. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I just think it's such a it's such a beautiful it's such a beautiful world we live in that so many people from so many different backgrounds and so many different styles can all contribute music to the same industry. Yeah. And I think for me that's that's such the draw for me in working in game music is because yes, I can go play nearby a singer-songwriter thing and I can, you know, put put on my albums, but at the same time I can still connect with with whatever style I make with all the people around the world playing video games. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. You know, people who are making like heavy metal for games, it's like I'll never make heavy metal for games, but someone else is doing it or, you know, lo-fi or someone like disaster piece who like makes literally programs to like AI, his own programmed kind of randomized music. That's into mini Metro. I mean, it's, it's mind blowing all the different backgrounds and all the different styles that kind of, congregate in one industry yeah. it's just mind-blowing it's just a beautiful thing that's all i'd want to add oh well i, I don't can't really think of anything to add to that because that's so well put <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just a nice place where everyone can from all, all different places all different musical styles can meet and have the same end end goal 
and different ways of getting yeah. there but you know still the still the same same thing everyone's striving towards and it's just just lovely and even from my perspective lovely to see all that variety and appreciate all the the artistry and work that goes into it yeah well, thank you i mean thank you for this and thank you for your support of game music i mean seriously it's folks like you who keep us going right i think it i think for me because sometimes i can be sitting in this studio and be like oh i'm just turning away but it's so nice when when i get to chat with someone who loves the loves the industry just as much as i do you yeah. know uh it's such a joy it's such a treat so thank you for this oh no, it's an absolute pleasure and it's been been absolutely lovely to chat to you tony i've really enjoyed it thank you i'd once again like to thank tony for taking time out of his schedule to chat to myself as always beats and bleeps uh, will be back next week on thursday the 20th of october with an all-new episode you can listen to that on spotify apple music google podcasts amazon podcasts and generally wherever podcasts are available and finally i'd like to thank yourselves for listening to the episode and supporting the podcast it means a great deal to me i hope you have a lovely day